Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. We are deep at least a quarter of the way through, a little bit more actually, of October. Deep into it already, in fall. You know, the air is starting to get a little bit crispier outside. Thank God it's not as hot getting cooler and it's also that type, that part of the year that time of year when we like to start to decorate the house with um you know fall slash halloween which will then lead to christmas decorations and you know it's a, it's a part of the you know the part of the year when the house is going to get very 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 festive which I love. Good thing and a bad thing, though. There's there's two points of view for this. One, of course, I enjoy the holidays. I think they're well and a fun time to be alive. You know, just to experience all the different festivities. Also, the weather turning makes me feel much more warmer inside. And decorating the house is you know, it's, it's a fun thing to do, but we are at the point where there's going to be an, at least like a three-month stretch of house decorations that, that are going to be filtering through, like I said, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. So three straight months of the house looking a little bit more, you know, a little different, you know, much more stuff around, a little bit more decorations, which is cool. But also, it is kind of, you know, it gets a little crowded sometimes. I will admit, though, as much as I love decorations and being festive and loving the holiday spirit and the holiday season, of course, when it does get a little, you know, there's a lot of stuff around, it does kind of feel like it gets messy and it just feels a little bit un unclean. And then it's always a nice refresh Right when January hits, when it's like maybe the second week or the for after the first week, and you're like, all right, let's pack up all the decorations and put them away. Then that feeling of when all the decorations are put away and there the house is just bare. Not it's actually a pretty nice feeling. It doesn't feel as you know as cluttered or as messy or as you know as full as it does when the holidays roll around. Um, but of course, you know, that time will come and then, you know, in the meantime, we're going to be festive. We're going to have a bunch of decorations. I hope that we actually get a little bit more Thanksgiving decorations though. I know Thanksgiving's not really, you know, it gets overshadowed a lot by Christmas and Halloween, but to me as a person, it's, it's still an important holiday, you know? We don't get that meal all the time. We don't get turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, ham, you know, all that good stuff for one meal, you know, that very often. So, you know, we got to We really need to, you know, Hallmark or like all these stores need to have an actual Thanksgiving section or Thanksgiving line of decorations that they come up with. You know, Hallmark, hey, make some, you know, Thanksgiving movies. You know, do that, please, because I'm tired 
of, you know, certain people out there that like to skip over Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas. I understand it's the best time of the year, but we got to give Thanksgiving a little bit more appreciation than we already do. You know, it's important. But back to Halloween, though, you know, one of the things that you really gets, you know, you start to see the turn of the tide is when movie channels or just TV channels in general, they begin to start showing some spooky movies on there, you know, on the on the TV. Whether it be a good spooky movie, an okay one, or an actually really, really, really spooky one that people love. And, you know, it, you know, it's that time, you know, they're going to just put out some, some scary movies, which, you know, me being the person that I am, I'm not a gigantic fan of scary movies at all. In fact, I don't watch them. You know why? Because I actually do get scared of scary movies. Yes, you heard it here, folks. The movie that was made to scare audiences, while you might not be scared at all, you might think it's cool to watch scary movies, you might think it's, you know, you know, a, a fun thing to do, and you're like, oh, I love getting scared. It's my favorite thing in the world. Or I enjoy watching horror movies and getting scared. Well, my friends, I might be the only person in the world, or it seems like I am the only person, at least in my family and the people that I know, that actually gets scared by these scary movies, and it's very well true. It's actually documented. The last scary movie that really had an impact on me, and I've told this story before, I believe, and I've told people that I know, and they all laugh at me. They all laugh at me as soon as I say it, as soon as I open my mouth, they ask me, what movie scared you that bad? It was Signs, the M. Night Shyamalan film about aliens. You know, the crop circles and the crop signs and all that stuff. Spoiler alert, the aliens die by water at the end. Joaquin Phoenix, Mel Gibson, you know, those guys. Yeah, that movie scared the crap out of me. I was very young when I saw it. I wasn't at the, you know, I don't even think I was 13 when I saw it. I think it came out in 2004, maybe 2003. So I was like maybe 10 or 11. So I wasn't even of age to see the film. You know, it says PG-13. I was like, yo, I'll watch it. I've seen, you know, Spider-Man. That was PG-13. I'll see this, you know, and I saw it. And my God, Jesus Christ. I can still remember to this day how freaked out. That I was about aliens, about an invasion, you know, and how they looked. You ever you ever watch signs and you know you, you get to the part, here's a spoiler, when you you know, when they're trying to figure out the aliens and like, you know, Mel Gibson's character is like saying like he's seeing these uh um these crop circles, he's like, how could they do this without making any noise, it's impossible, and then he's talking to his kid at night, talking about his wife, how he lost in a car accident, and then uh, he's talking, and he looks out at the window that has a clear shot of the roof, you know, second story roof. On that roof, you see a black silhouette of a, of a being that looks possibly human, but also, you know, we're not really sure what it could be. They never really mention alien at that point yet. It's only after when they really start to mention extraterrestrials that could be messing with uh, these people on, in these crop fields and in these remote areas. 
and then you know the movie progresses and then they get these uh these signals from a baby monitor and all that stuff and uh, you know eventually they get more and more into it there's more stuff Melly Gibson's goes into the crop fields to investigate he's like being all big and bad and he's like I'm gonna go see what's up and you know even at this part in the film I'm like I'm I'm actually afraid for Melly Gibson's at this point Mel Gibson is like you know being the dad right he's being the protector the watcher of his family he's got to watch after his two kids and even his little brother you know at this point he's playing the big brother role like I gotta step up I gotta go see what's out there because the dogs don't like it and I don't like it too I don't like how nobody else knows what this is or is taking me seriously so that is also giving very very scary vibes you know people you know when the cop is like I don't know what this is. I don't know what can be. We don't know. We think that you're, you know, imagining things. Like, she was even saying, like, you think that Olympians are, are on your roof and are jumping and doing all this stuff? You know, making him look like an idiot. You know, essentially gaslighting, you know, Mel Gibson's character in this movie. So that's inducing fear as well. That all this build up and all this, uh, no one really believes him. This is kind of spooky. We can't really make it out because we don't have any clear-cut evidence. And then at this point, Mel Gibson goes out at night because he's going to go confront whoever is harassing his family, which at this point he probably thinks is people. He, you know, he again, at this point, he's seen a silhouette. He's seen, uh, you know, and he's, he's, he's chased off aliens from his roof. What do you think? He doesn't know that they're aliens, but he thinks that there's something off of his roof. So he goes to investigate in these, in these uh, cornfields. And this whole shot, this whole thing is just absolutely terrifying to me as a kid. Like, I don't even know I'm watching it, but I'm intrigued. You know, the movie, I'll say this, as, as it was scary to watch, the way it pulls you in, the way it brings you in is very interesting. It, it intrigues you, it piques your interest. You're like, what is this? What is going on? You know, you're like in the trenches with Mel Gibson in this movie. You want to know what the hell is going on. You really, really do. And I'm with him all along. I'm with him on this ride. And he goes in. He kind of shouts at the crop circles or the area, like saying, like, you know, if, if anybody's listening, if, he, if they're the pranksters or whoever's doing this to his crops is there. And he's just trying to give him a little warning, like, you're not you're not fooling me. You're not going to get famous. You know, this is, this is bogus. You know, no one really cares. You're just kind of destroying property, destro destroying crops, you know, disturbing the peace. And he makes his trot back, and he's, you know, kind of, you know, going a little slower than I would like him. He's kind of getting a little nervous. He hears this little clicking sound, and then he drops the, you know, he drops the flashlight that he's, you know, carrying. And the light goes out. You know, classic cliche, picks it up, kind of slams it with his hand, points it at the crops, and he sees an alien foot or an alien leg. And, like, you immediately know as, you know, anybody can be watching that, a kid, an adult, somebody who, like, is interested in aliens, somebody who does not have any interest at all. You know, when you see that, like, oh, shit, like, this actually looks real. This is freaky. This is scary. This is eerie and... and and disturbing, you know, that whatever that was, I'm not calling it an alien yet, but that was not a human being, that was a green, slimy, thin leg, like, like it would, it, it belonged to a tall, a very tall humanoid, 
at that point, I'm losing my mind. I'm freaking out, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is insane. You know, at this point, I'm like, I'm like super small, and I'm watching this movie. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it crazy? And up to this point, the only alien movie that I really saw was Independence Day. But we whooped their ass in that movie, so I was, like, not really, you know, super scared of aliens. If, if more fact, I was kind of like, it's fun action. It's fun, it's fun, you know, to beat up on aliens. This shit, no. They were pretty much going to win. They were, they were hella, you know... We were on the defensive because we didn't know how to see them. We couldn't really see them, the whole fuckers. We can barely see them at night in the crop field. Like, how can we see these guys? And, you know, the movie progresses, and then they go to the, the scene, the one scene that, that haunted me for, God, I want to say years. The image of it burned in my mind, in my brain for years. Maybe two or three. Like, I don't know. It was, it was weird. I don't know why I was so scared from this single image. Spoilers ahead, but when Joaquin Phoenix's character, and this is a point where he's like getting all crazy about it because more stuff is happening around the world, he's getting super invested, he locks himself in a closet with a TV to be absorbing every bit of news and um, coverage that he can. By the way, you know, that probably would not necessarily happen in today's world, if there was an actual threat of aliens, you think that the news would actually have that type of coverage? I mean, I guess if it was like, you know, potentially going to cause the loss of lives, the loss of lives, like people could be hurt. But I'm pretty sure the government is aware of pretty much anything that enters the Earth's atmosphere, or the country's atmosphere at least, or even on the ground. Like, they probably know that there's aliens above me right now. They're just not going to make a big deal of it because they don't want to disturb my day-to-day life. And, you know, I don't know. That's just what I think. Unless it's like immediate danger, then the media is going to be all over this shit. But anyways, back to the movie. He is fully engorged in aliens and he's not he doesn't really know what's going on for sure. He's heard some things, he's heard his nephew niece and nephew talk about they could be hostile, they could be peaceful. You know, just like pretty much like on the verge of like this is probably going to be aliens, but he's absorbing everything. And I will never forget when he's watching the news coverage in that closet and they cut to a they go to a video of what was supposed to be, what was uh, depicted as a birthday party for a kid in Brazil. And they have, like, the video is, like, depicting, like, kids all, like, riled up inside. Clearly, like, they were celebrating a birthday outside, and all the parents were like, get the fuck in, because we saw something, and we don't know what it is. Get inside. And the kids are, like, screaming and kind of crying and just, like, very scared. It's M. Night Shyamalan is painting a, a a very disturbing image of like whatever these kids whatever these kids saw spooked the hell out of them and the parents and even the dogs are barking in the video as well and then it, it hits you they're looking down this alley at the end of the alley there's like a like a shrubs or like green shrubs and you can kind of see something that's like blending in a humanoid that's like blending in with the green of the foliage. And then it makes its way and it's like, fuck it, I'm going to cross this alleyway. And he crosses and does like a Bigfoot stride. You know, the Bigfoot video I'm talking about that's famous. He does like the Bigfoot stride 
across the alleyway and you get a clear image of like holy fuck that is an alien and then his reaction he's like totally scared he's shocked he can't believe what he sees the music swells the kids are screaming and like and shouting and like in terror and at that moment i was that 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 scene was grilled into my brain like that image of just like disturbing like holy shit what is that and I had dreams of it I had nightmares I was kind of hearing the music in my head I couldn't sleep because I kept looking out the window and everything I heard I was like what the hell is that you know and the whole premise of them was that they, they were like chameleons you know they could kind of like blend in with their surroundings and it was like, what if he's there? What if he's over there? Like, I can't see him. You know, it's like that whole thing just freaked me out as a kid. And I was like, I that was at that point. I like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to watch these scary movies because for some whatever reason, my brain just goes into overdrive and I cannot forget about it. I see it everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, I just, that, that image, that one soul image of him crossing the alleyway in that movie, it just imprinted in my brain, and I was freaked out. I was spooked. I was straight up spooked for so long because of that one image, and it wasn't even real. Like, it was not real. It was a movie. It was fiction. It was fake, yet it disturbed the hell out of me. Couldn't believe it. I actually just could not believe it. And then after that, I finally got over it, thank God, after the years. You know, years had passed, and I'm like, still no scary movies. I ain't going to watch no scary movies. And then maybe like, I don't know, whenever the Paranormal Activity movies were popular, somewhat popular, I watched the first one, and then the first, and, and then the second one. The first, the first two I watched. And those were pretty creepy as well. They didn't scare me as much as signs did be, just because i think signs was just like a more of a gripping scare than like a you know you know, just essentially watching like you know security cameras in homes and like a baby kind of floats i know that there's a lot more stuff to it than that but from what i remember from watching the first two paranormal activity movies it was a lot of that not a whole lot of scary music do I remember. I don't remember a whole lot of things like that. But I guess like also like the, you know, those movies also seem like kind of like a little bit more personal. Like, you know, it's like a, almost like a found footage movie where it's like they're acting so real. And it's shot like it's like a home movie. So you kind of get the feel, the feeling like it's it's real. But, you know, it's not. So I guess, you know, that that aesthetic of the movies, you know, did spook me a bit, but nothing has ever scared me in the way that Signs did. And just so you know, I'm not trying to top that either. I'm not trying to top my level, my level of scaredness from when I saw Signs for the first time in my life. I'm not, I'm not looking to see what film out there can top that. Recently... My brother and my mom went to go see The Exorcist. They were it was playing in theaters for like one day only, you know, because of you know celebrating Halloween spookiness, right? They went to go see that, and I've never seen The Exorcist in my entire life. I've seen like clips. I've seen like a, you know, things, bits and pieces on the internet, 
but I've never sat down to watch that film in my entire life. And I'll be honest, I don't plan to either. Because if there's one thing that really actually does kind of freak me out, is that whole messing with the devil type shit. You know? Exorcisms and... Um, what is the word that... that um, um, it's a word that goes along with, you know, exorcism, uh, possession, you know, being possessed by the D-E-V-I-L. I don't want to say it because I'm scared right now. Um, that shit freaks me out. That's weird. And you know what? That's like almost like a, like messing with like pure evil. Like that's just like freaky to me. Like that, that's something like you'd, I, I don't ever, ever, ever like want to like view you know, I, it's just like something that I'm like, how could anybody like in their right mind want to be like, I'm going to sit down, ha- you know, have some fun, watch The Exorcist and just have a good old time. Like, I don't know if that's even like that, that is at all appealing to me. It just makes no sense. Like, I can't see anybody um, being like, hey, you know what would be fun if we watched The Exorcist right here, right now? You know, uh, I believe it's, like, based on, like, a an event that was true, like, an actual possession or something like that. I think it was based on something. And I'm like, why would you ever watch that? Are you insane? Are you nuts? I could see somebody watching, like, a Halloween or um, a Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or... Um, paranormal activity or, you know, something that's, like, classically, you know, spooky, the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Saw, but The Exorcist, like, really? <laughs> I'll pass every single time. No thank you. Um, I don't see how people can, like, be like, yeah, I'm gonna go watch that. Like, I, I was actually kind of, like, surprise like because i'm pretty sure my mom and my brother have both seen it but i'm like they want to go see this again okay all right you know don't get nightmares you know that's the one thing is like i i i me being a big old gigantic scaredy cat a big old wuss puss about these spooky scary movies my brain is too strong my brain will spiral into insanity because of what I saw. I will think too much about what I have seen and think I'm seeing it. And it is not. It's not fun. You know, you think that I am, I enjoy having this type of brain, my brain, where I think I overthink things way too much. Now, not really necessarily simple tasks or like work things but like big picture questions i overthink all the time i overthink all the time you know it's not it's not it's a gift and a curse like one thing i want to know everything that happened i want to know every single thing that is that has ever happened i guess my my weakness is knowledge like i want to know every single thing i wish i had the ancient texts from the Library of Alexandria, I believe it was in Egypt, that were just set ablaze 
and just all that knowledge and all that history that we just lost. Like, what? That is not okay. I don't care who you were. That is not okay. That should not have happened. And it, it, it actually, you know, when I think about it, if I think about it too much, it actually riles me up a bit. I get pissed off. I don't like that at all. I really, really, really don't. But back to aliens, something happened. A realization happened that was brought up to me about aliens. Not what you might think, but it is something worth showing on this podcast. And only because I have talked about this in the past. So there is proof out there of what I am about to say that has the bosses at Disney have been, I guess, listening to to me and cracking some original ideas. Original ideas that, by the way, are not original, by the way. They've been seeded. They've been seeding and sifting for ideas, and I'm pretty sure that Disney has sifted on your boy for an idea for a feature film that will come out in the future. I believe... Next year. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll break it down for you right now. Disney is making a new animated feature film called Elio. E-L-I-L. How am I aware of this? Well, last weekend, my sister, my mother, and my brother went to go re-watch, or actually watch, The Lion King, the animated one, the good one, in theaters, you know, because it was being re-released into theaters. I mean, that is a classic film. Probably my favorite Disney film of all time. It certainly is hard to beat. There is not much that can top that film. It is pretty much perfect. It is still like the only movie that every viewing has me in absolute tears and triumph. In one film. Maybe Return of the King. But in terms of animated movies. It is the one. That I am in absolute. A bucket of tears. And a whole lot of triumph. After I view it. Every single time. They're watching this movie. In theaters. And for one. Most. Um, most re-released movies. Into theaters. Go without trailers. They go without trailers because it's already a movie that's already come out. And normally, they don't have trailers. In my past experiences, movies that I have re-seen in theaters like Saving Private Ryan, Avatar, might be another one in there that I'm not remembering, but no trailers in those movies whatsoever. But that's not Disney. Disney decided to put trailers. And Disney put the trailer for Elio, their new feature animated film coming out in 2024 according to imdb and this movie you probably have never even heard anything about it you know i've heard nothing on this i just heard this from my um my uh, what my family has seen at the theater when i went to go rewatch lion king so i looked it up i was curious because they they told me that the movie is about a boy who is taken from from earth 
by aliens to be the ambassador of a galactic federation-type organization and represent Earth. Now, I'm pretty sure if you are a loyal listener, I have said this for years, that that would be my absolute dream. I mean, if aliens were real, sign me up to, to, to support and to represent humanity in this Galactic Federation. I would love to do that. You want to know the official synopsis on Elio, according to IMDb? I'll read it for you right now. Elio struggles to fit in until he is transported by aliens and becomes the chosen one to be Earth's galactic ambassador while his mother, Olga, works on the top-secret project to decode alien messages. So, the ending is their own take. But, the first part of that synopsis? Ladies and gentlemen, I have been saying this for years. Now, credit where credit is due, Disney. I don't think I did trademark that. I'm pretty sure I did not trademark that. You're lucky. Um, but I'm pretty sure I have said this and made it public via the Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva podcast every Thursday mornings. I have said this, and I have made it public out there that that is what I would love for, to, for me to happen. And now I know I didn't specify that it would be an idea that I would be writing a film about this, or a TV show, or book or whatever. I did not say that it would be a film or any of that. I did not say that. But, I think it's safe to say that this is not really, not really a fresh idea, Disney. You know, I know I'm, and I don't think that they went to much trouble to be like, hey, this idiot has an idea, we'll just use it. And then we'll sprinkle a little bit, we'll put in a mom... We'll name her Olga, and we'll give her like a little side plot. We'll, we'll put that in the synopsis. That way, this guy, if he sees it, he's like, well, it wasn't a total ripoff. I mean, but essentially, Disney, that is what I was thinking. You know, I would love to be a representative of Earth in this uh, galactic federation that, I don't know, probably doesn't even exist. But if it did, I would. But for them to take a an idea from me and make it into a feature animated Disney Pixar film for one it being about aliens it's a little wouldn't you say it's a little uh, conspiratorial to make a movie about this even you know giving the hindsight giving the how aliens and extraterrestrials and all this conversation has been going for the past I don't know three or four years and you're going to make a movie about this? A little kid movie? A Disney Pixar feature? Off of what I said on my podcast? And I'm pretty sure I've said this on here multiple times. This one or the Out of the Ordinary Friends. One of those two podcasts. I did say that. Now again, I'm not going to, you know, at this moment, take any action towards Disney. I don't believe that I did say trademark and if I did if you're a lawyer hit me up but not the freshest idea Disney definitely something that I've thought of definitely something that I think that you know 
and it's only me too. I'm pretty sure I am the only one who's ever thought, you know, I would love to be the ambassador for Earth. I don't think anybody out in the world is that insane to think that, you know. People would probably be like, yeah, aliens exist, but they I don't think that they, they would be like there's a federation, which I've heard that's not that's not that that isn't that is not actually my original. But I did say that I would love to represent Earth because I do believe that I am the best that humanity has to offer. I fully believe that. That is my own ting. That is my own narrative. That is my own story. That's my own thought. I do believe that they did steal that from me. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe not official. Um, but I was actually kind of taken aback at that. I was like, okay, so they're just going to scramble for idiots' ideas to make a movie. Very cool, right? I mean, I haven't seen the trailer I haven't seen it anywhere. I don't even know if there's a trailer to be viewed. Maybe it was just a a Disney, uh, a Lion King movie. Um, well, actually, no. Okay, you can't watch watch the trailer. Okay, whatever. Um, but you know, again, like not original, not an original idea. I do feel like I was a bit. Um, I don't think that I was, you know, as a person who actually has put in thought on what they would say to aliens, what they would, how they would react to aliens, I'm surprised I wasn't even brought on as a, as a consulting producer or a consulting writer, writer of like, what, you know, what would somebody who is taken by aliens to be a, the chosen one for the ambassador of Earth in a galactic federation type of agency, someone who's thought of this for too long, too many times, can't count them. Not even one idea was, you know, one question was asked my way about what I would do or what I would think. Interesting. Yeah, um... So that was actually, you know, I couldn't believe it. I truly could not believe that that was, that my idea, my thought, my my uh, my views was actually being taken to now create a feature film for Disney and Pixar. I don't know what to say. Well, and all I know is, like, I mean, I actually can't believe that it's actually going to be a movie out there based on my idea. Which, again, you know, not totally my idea. The theory of in a federation has been thrown out there a few times. But, you know, someone being crazy enough to be the chosen ambassador for Earth. Now, that, I'm pretty sure, was an original from me. Unless it was probed in my mind somewhere else from something else. I don't think that it was, though. If I'm thinking correctly, it was all me. I don't know. Just kind of weird. I thought that that was uh, strange. Weird timing, too. You know, two years, maybe three, after being said, you know, somebody at Pixar stumbles across this and, you know, it's like, I have an idea. Like, no, you don't. You stole an idea. But maybe the movie will be actually pretty good. Maybe the movie movie will be good. Past couple Disney Pixar movies I have not seen. I think it was Elemental I did not see. 
Um, I did see Lightyear. That was a, an abomination of a film. Terrible movie. The one before that was Onward. That one was kind of stupid. I did like Soul. That was a pretty good movie. Um, but the most recent ones I have not seen, which was Elemental. And I heard that that one wasn't very good either. So it looked pretty decent. The trailer looked fun. It looked like a fun, you know, fun animated movie. But haven't seen it. Um, moving on, more Disney news. Not necessarily Disney directly, but Marvel. This is this is kind of big news, and it was also news that was brought to me via X via my brother in a group chat that we have on X. And apparently the the new Daredevil show that is supposed to be coming out called Daredevil Born Again is so bad that they're about four episodes in in the shooting schedule. They've shot four episodes. And Disney, Kevin Feige, and Marvel... We're not happy what they have been have been shown and what they've seen. That they decided to fire the writers and the directors for this season. Which was supposed to be apparently an 18 episode season. Which is, you know, kind of bizarre, kind of weird. If I'm being completely honest. I have no idea why a series of, you know, a season of TV is 18 episodes. You want you want, you want to know what my thoughts are, what my thoughts were, because this is kind of breaking news to me as well. First of all, I did not know that the Daredevil show was going to be eighteen episodes. Did not know that at all. I thought it was, um, I thought it was just going to be like a bullshit, bullshit Marvel TV show that was only like six or eight episodes and just a one-off miniseries, like they have been. But it was 18 episodes, and apparently it was so bad that they had to can everybody, and 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 not only that, but also restructure the way that Marvel uh, produces TV shows. And listen, I mean, this is a good thing. This is great for me because I, for one, and am not a fan of how. Um, Marvel has been making their TV shows. Now, I'm going to say this, and knowing that I, I personally have not watched what is claimed to be the best Marvel TV show out there, and that is Loki. I have not seen a second of Loki. I, I, I'm just saying it right now for the people who are Marvel TV fans who are like saying like, watch Loki, watch Loki, watch Loki. I haven't seen Loki. And I probably won't even see Loki because I don't really care for Loki. I don't think that Loki is a good character. I just don't. I find him annoying. I find him just like the annoying little brother of Thor. And I don't care about that. I don't care about him. That's why I have not watched Loki. That's my reason. Okay? So I haven't seen Marvel's best best show on TV. Best show on Disney Plus, rather. I have not seen that. 
but I have seen a lot of the other ones. I have seen um, WandaVision. I've seen The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've seen She-Hulk. I've seen Moon Knight. I've seen Hawkeye. And I've seen... And I've seen one episode of Secret Invasion or Secret Wars. I can't remember what it's called. Um, And I hated them all. Truthfully, did not like them at all. Like, I like certain elements. I like certain characters. But overall, when I look at these shows, when I really take a glance at these TV shows, air quotes, TV shows that Marvel puts out. You know, these shows that are one season, maybe about close to six hours of content. You know, sometimes Disney Plus will give you a big, heavy dose of bullshit and give you a half-hour episode of something that you're like, why do we not have enough content here to fill an hour's worth of TV on a streaming service excuse you i feel a little disrespected anyway we go on i've seen these shows i've seen them all most of them not all of them you know what they are to me these are just big long movies that marvel thought that that they would not survive in theaters, they were not good enough for them to put them into theaters, so they're like, you know what, TV show, Disney Plus, what do we got, total, how many hours is going to be, they're probably thinking like, how long does it have to be, how long can we stretch this, I mean, it's not going to be a movie, so we got to add some stuff to it, to make it a quote-unquote TV show, that's what it feels like. It feels like all these six-part to eight-part TV shows that come out from Marvel on Disney Plus that really have no escapism, I'll be honest at all. I like I, I do not want to watch a show that is about global conflicts that look like it's real life when it's supposed to be about superheroes. Does that make sense? Like... I feel like I've seen so much Marvel, and I have. I'm tired of viewing SUV chases. I'm tired of gunfights. I am tired of the occasional um, secret spy espionage type thing. I'm just tired of Marvel, and I feel like that's like their best thing. That that's what they always do is have these, you know, espionage you know, Secret Service type of stuff now, especially with, like, uh, you know, their TV shows nowadays, or, you know, somebody being chased. The only ones that did not really do that was, like, Moon Knight or, um, um, well, I, I, I'm blanking. Um, that might have been it. Loki, I think. But, like, if you look at, um, what is it, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, that's all that is, if you look at WandaVision, parts of that are in there as well, um, Secret Invasion, I've not seen it, I've seen one episode, maybe half, I can't remember how much of the episode I've seen, but, um, some of that, that's all fucking spy shit, SUVs, dudes with suits, 
it's like we don't have any more superheroes really to watch now because they're all just like secret agents. That's all they are now. I mean, Moon Knight obviously is a a superhero, but that the way that they wrote that show, I don't see that motherfucker fitting in anyone else's universe, anyone else's world. Like, there's no way that that guy is going to be back to play that role ever again. And I'm looking at the way that they constructed it and how, like, there's really not much of a, a way for these characters to even fit or coexist with each other. Like, I don't, I just don't see how, like, Moon Knight will ever be a part of, you know, the Avengers, you know, or, you know, he's never going to be meet up with Spider-Man. That's for goddamn sure. She-Hulk might be the new Hulk, but she's not going to fucking team up with Doctor Strange. I mean, give me a goddamn break. It just makes no sense. I look at it at a surface and what I've seen, and I'm like, what's the idea with this? Like, what are we doing? Are you just, you're just like putting out a Marvel property and hoping that we watch it because we worship you like gods. At least I don't, but people do worship you like you're their god. And it's like, what? How? Like, thank God. You know, actually thank Jesus Christ, JC himself, that someone at Disney was bringing the hammer down on this absolute bullshit. Because not only are, you know, they, you know, apparently they're rewriting the Daredevil show, which is a good thing because I've seen the first season of the original Daredevil on Netflix, and that was a phenomenal TV series. I've not seen season two or three, or however many there are. I've not seen the spinoff series either, like Punisher or the other Marvel TV shows on Netflix. But from what I did see from that first season of Daredevil, like that was some pretty incredible TV. I will add some pretty fucking incredible TV. And that character and the the villain, I was like, this is fucking sick. This is awesome. And then hearing that this is this whole thing, this whole show is going to be rewritten, rebooted. Like, wow, they, you guys must have put out some really hot garbage, you know, um, for Kevin Feige to be like, uh-uh, this shit's stupid, not on my watch, you out of here. I'm actually happy that that's actually news, though, because if they were going to put out some stupid-ass shit and ruin a character that I have seen, which, you know, if you've seen Hawkeye and She-Hulk... Um, Daredevil has been completely neutered. Wait, no, 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 not Hawkeye. If you've seen She-Hulk, Daredevil has been neutered. Like, absolutely neutered. He is not Daredevil. He's, he's Disney Daredevil. That's what he is. And it's, it's actually kind of embarrassing to watch. And you think that, if you think that's bad, and you haven't seen She-Hulk, and you haven't seen Wilson Fisk and She-Hulk, holy hell. Holy hell. Talk about disrespect. Um, but I'm actually gl- glad that this happened because with these tidbits, you know, they also mentioned that Marvel is trying to, um, you know, get showrunners to write, you know, uh, pilots and like really have a grasp on what's happening in the show executives that, you know, know what's going to, you know, like a, like a showrunner of these shows, because I just kind of feel like that, like they, these shows are just a one and done and never come back to anything that ever happened in that show ever again. So it doesn't really feel like any of it matters or any of it is, is worth watching. And, um, thank God, because that whole shit where it's like a, 
a limited seat a seat a limited series just one season and you're out of here it's so annoying it's like they did that with everything too it's like almost like they just decided to like you know put all their chips in like people like marvel make marvel it don't got to be good it don't got to have a plot it don't got to be worth watching just put out marvel and they will watch but you know what we did watch you know what we saw we saw shit. We noticed shit. We have brains. We can cipher through shit. And what you fed me, Disney, was shit. I mean, it was. I just have to come out and say it. Their films, too. Don't get me wrong. They don't get a pass on their films, either. The last move, a Marvel movie that I saw, I'm trying to think, what was? They're so forgettable now that I have forgotten the last Marvel movie that I actually watched in theaters. You know what? I'm going to have to give this a Google. Like, I do not know um, the latest Marvel movie. I don't know what it was. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Shame on me because that was a good-ass movie. That was a very, very, very good movie. That was an amazing movie. I love that movie so much. Um... I loved that movie. That was a beautiful movie. I will say, okay, I will say, with all the crap that Marvel has produced, what they put out, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was incredible. I'll say this before, and I'll say it again. The only reason why Guardians of the Galaxy was such a fantastic film is because James Gunn actually gave a damn about what he created and the story that he wrote. He gave a damn, and you felt that through the screen, and throughout the script, and throughout the entire movie, that he just gave a damn. Gave a damn of what, what he created, and he wasn't just there to make a release date. He gave a shit, and I appreciate that. I have always appreciated James Gunn's filmmaking. From Guardians of the Galaxy to the Suicide Squad to hopefully he can do it again with Superman Legacy. I freaking love that about him. He just gives a shit and he cares. And that's what I've always appreciated about that. And that's why Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was so good. Why it was that good. is because he gave a damn. But back to, you know, what they're going to be doing. The future of Marvel TV. How it's going to be more serialized. About more actually feeling like TV, that we that we're actually going on a long journey of a long story that can, can that can develop and, and you know we you know we have time hopefully you know more time in these new age Marvel TV shows to really you know dig into these characters that they want to give us that they want to show us which I'll admit at the moment is pretty light. They don't have a lot of characters at the moment at their disposal that I think that they have plans for to getting into. They've already burned um, She-Hulk. They've already burned Captain America and uh, the Winter Soldier. That's Captain America. Captain America is going to get a new movie now. They're not going to have a new season of Winter Soldier and Captain America. She-Hulk. They've already used, I mean, they might make a new show, a new series, probably. I don't know. Moon Knight, they've already burned him. I, I, I don't know where that goes either. Um, Loki, is there actually only 
show that actually got a season two, which, you know, according to people who've seen Loki, it's so good. I don't know if that's true or not, but apparently they really love it, so I guess they got something going on there. Loki also seems to be dealing with a subject matter that is very important to the very existence of the MCU's timeline, multiverse crap, all where everything is, you know, in position of how everything works. So it's dealing with a little bit of a more important story than a She-Hulk is. Um, we have the what else just came out? Mrs. Marvel? That's not going to come back. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt that makes a comeback. And, um, all right. There was like a movie, a couple movies too that I just don't know that they're going to make, that they're going to come out. Blade? That isn't coming out. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they can't even agree on anything in that, you know, that writer's room with the, even with the, the star actor, Mahershala Ali, is like, you know, fighting with him. It's like, this shit ain't gonna get made. What about the movie or the TV show with um, Kit Harrington? I can't remember his character's name, but like, he was supposed to be in a Marvel property as well. A Marvel TV show or a Marvel, a Marvel movie, I can't remember. But I was like, you know, we're gonna get Jon Snow in Marvel? What's he gonna do? He might not even be in it now. I mean, the way they're reconstructing their whole TV thing, he might not be a part. But, but but you know what? This is just, you know, scratching the surface. Like, they need to actually make attempts to make good television, make good TV, make just good TV and movies that are that they that that are coming out. You know, that's just gotta be a thing that's gotta happen. That has to happen. In order for you to succeed, you need to hire the right people that will give you the best chance at succeeding. And, and, and the way to do that in the creative space is to get the people that care the most about the property, the character, the story that they're trying to tell. The ones that care the most. And sadly, from like what I've been seeing um, in terms of Marvel just this past year, Besides James Gunn, no one else really cares. No one else really cares about what they're making. They just think that they're going to make an easy check and an easy, you know, cash out and get out. Well, not so fast because besides Guardians of the Galaxy, the other movie that came out this past year, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, that was supposed to be a good movie that, you know, was, you know introducing Kang to the people who have only seen the movies. You know, he was supposed to be the next big bad guy for the Avengers to fight. And the movie wasn't very good. The movie was okay, but it should not, you know, it should have been a lot better than what it was, you know. And it shows. It didn't make that much money. In fact, it was a financial disaster. So, hopefully, by us, the audience, (laughs) sniffing out the bullshit we can curb the way that Disney makes their movies and TV shows. Because I, I got to tell you this, I'm just not going to buy it anymore. I ain't going to go see it anymore. Like, that crap that's coming out in in a couple, in a month or so, the Marvels, I ain't seen that crap. Are you kidding me? That doesn't look good at all. That looks like hot garbage. Like Thor Love and Thunder garbage. Thor Love and Thunder. 
just one, just one of the beginning projects where they just stopped caring. Like, oh, don't even get me started on Thor Love and Thunder. My God. And that guy, that piece of shit, Taika Waititi, wants to come back again and do another Thor? If I'm Marvel, I'm like, you cannot touch another property of ours, guy. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. They should probably take away his Star Wars movie at Lucasfilm. Absolutely not. You will not touch another one. Because you know that's what they did with Colin Trevorrow. And, um... For a Jurassic World. Who 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 did Jurassic World, but then he put out another movie. It was called The Book of Henry. Which was not received very well. And after that, they switched it over to J.J. Abrams. Because they panicked. But... I don't know. Book of Henry wasn't very good. I've I've heard. I've never seen it, but it was not hurt. I I mean, it was not, you know, uh, loved by a lot of people. So I don't know. But, you know, that's just how these, 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 the film industry works. Like if you're good at something, they'll, they'll just give you a fucking job. If they, if you produce a hit, they'll just fucking give you a job. If you don't produce a hit, you're not going to get shit. But also just because you can produce a hit, one time doesn't mean you can do it again. I mean, R- Thor Ragnarok was beautiful. It was an amazing Marvel movie. I love that movie. Thor Love and Thunder disrespected me in so many ways where I'm like, do you care about any of it? And if you don't, why did you get the job for this one? Marvel, you knew what he was cooking up. You knew the whole time what he was doing. And you still let it happen. I get director freedom, I understand that, but at one point, are you like, okay, you know, we need this to happen. If you're not going to play ball, get out. I kind of miss that, I'll be honest. I miss that that control over the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Kevin Feige had. I feel like a lot of his control is gone, or it's just like he's just doing too many things at once, and he's confused about what's happening where. He's like, He's like confused that... You know, oh, hey, Moon Knight, yeah, he looks cool. Oscar Isaac's going to play him. It's the performance of a lifetime. He's great in it, by the way. But, oh, yeah, how does that uh, tie into the Avengers? Oh, was it supposed to? Yeah, that's the whole point of this shit. You know that, right? Well, I forgot. Sorry. Uh, boss, uh, we got this show that's gonna, we're going to put out. It's got Marvel Studios on it. Marvel Studios is Moon Knight. It doesn't really um, fit in, but... Um, we were wondering if we could put it out. It's got Marvel Studios on it. Put it out. Put it out. Put it out. That's kind of what it feels like was happening. That's kind of what feels like it was happening. And hopefully with this news of rewriting Daredevil, you know, and redoing Daredevil, which let's be honest, Daredevil is a pretty popular character. He certainly has gained a lot more popularity because of the Netflix TV show. We'll be honest about that, but the popularity is there. He had popularity, a lot of popularity before, but it is elevated because of that TV show. And there's expectations from that TV show of how great of a character that they can really bring, that they can write Daredevil that good. So there's expectations there that Disney and Marvel or Marvel Studios know that they need to reach in order to get the same satisfaction from audiences and viewers i mean don't don't i mean they they must know that as soon as we see a single frame 
of that new Daredevil TV show. We will be comparing it to that Netflix TV show. Why? Same actor, same character, probably same lineage. You know, how are you going to tackle this? How are you going to make it not only uh, new and fresh, but also respecting the character and respecting, hopefully, what has happened to that character in the past and how it um, affects him in the future in this new Disney Plus TV show. You know what's going to be a big telling of that? What's going to be an actual big, a big telling of Disney could actually make something good, make a good quality movie, is Deadpool 3. If Deadpool 3 can do numbies, if Deadpool 3 can satisfy, entertain, shock the world, and be like, I love Marvel again, like actually put that into our spirits, like, yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe is back with Deadpool 3, with Deadpool and Wolverine, this is sick. I mean, I would like nothing more than that movie to be awesome. That would be sick if it was sick, you know? That would be amazing. That's what I want. Hopefully, this also builds upon it, and this is some positivity that we'll finally be getting some new, new, good Marvel TV and films. We can only hope, but we can only hope, though. All right, that's going to be it for me today, people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. News and new episodes drop every Thursday morning. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff. And yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will see you guys next week.